0: You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arkarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you. Happy holidays. It's middle of December, and uh, we're wrapping up the year. You might be looking at new career choices, new goals, new business decisions coming up into 2023. And my guest today might be able to help you with that. Her name is Carrie Ann Gulliver with Franchise Logic. She's a franchise consultant. Uh, Carrie Ann, thanks for being here. Ryan, thank you so much for having me right before the
1: holidays.
0: Yes, yes. So you have a lot of experience and an interesting story of how you got into franchising. Can you tell everybody a little bit about your, uh, your experience starting out in the franchise world? sure
1: i would love to yeah i i love sharing my story um so prior pre- previous to being an entrepreneur i uh spent most of my career in corporate america with startups yeah. um really thrived and loved just loved being in startups just because you know every day is a new challenge and you're building something from scratch and you're going to take it to the world um the problem was I didn't have the authority to make all the decisions and yeah. there was always some Yahoo Ryan, right? Like that was going to screw up the startup and make it a stop. <laughs> a start, stop. Yeah. Start, stop, start, stop. So, so got, got really, um, you know, tired of that routine and was having dinner with friends and family you know, drinking some fine wine, having some great food and having the conversation of what I want to do when I grow up. Right. I mean, I think all of us were having that conversation similar to probably many listeners and, um, ended up starting a family business, literally in the basement of my sister's home back in 1997. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, grew and built a multi-million dollar business. And then people came to us and said, you guys should think about franchising your business. And we were like, ooh, fascinating. Let's learn more about that. And we ended up falling in love with the idea of franchising our family business. And really it was uh, about being able to duplicate our model, um, being able to help other people happily escape corporate America. and be their own boss, right? And and build a legacy business and create additional wealth and income for their future and possibly uh, pass it on to children. And so we ended up franchising our business in the latter part of 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I really got immersed into franchising, right? So it was not necessarily planned. Um, we were the top-rated national handyman franchise for two decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and three years ago, Ace Hardware acquired us.
0: Wow, that's great. That's yeah, great. so
1: it's a very magical ride, right? Um yeah. and yeah. and learned a lot, a lot about franchising, uh, being on the franchise side. What I learned was there is um just you know, a huge amount of intrigue by people that want to have speed to market take somebody else's proven model and you know get success and not have to answer to a boss anymore unfortunately way too many leave it up to google friends family to tell them what the hottest franchise is to buy (laughs) and way too many people do not really understand how to conduct a sorry, how to conduct a proper due diligence on this type of investment, right? So right. Um, that's where I saw a huge void and something that I could literally um, help, you know, uh, navigate the franchise waters, help people understand there's a lot more to french fries or a lot more to franchising than french fries rather, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and really match them up with opportunities that would lead to hopefully success um, instead of just, you know, throwing a dart out there and saying, oh, I guess I'll look at a McDonald's or a Chick-fil-A or, you know, what normal people think about a franchise.
0: Right. Right. So when people are looking into, are thinking about franchising and they have no clue, I mean, they've worked in corporate America or they've worked in a, a certain role for a while. They have no clue, no clue whether they're I guess in a position and ready mentally, financially, emotionally to jump into this kind of uh, opportunity, right? Cause there's a lot on, on the line when you do this. Yeah. So how do you suggest somebody really look in the mirror and evaluate like, is this the right point in my life? Should I be doing this? What about the fear of the, the financial fear, the worry that I may not be successful? How do you attack those, those questions?
1: Yeah. So it is really doing a self-discovery. So I think, you know, what you mentioned is is a great uh, topic to, to speak about. So, you know, I think back when, um, you know, COVID happened and the world shut down, there was, I mean, obviously all of us were forced to look inward. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have a particular thing forcing you to, but you have a desire, you still need to look inward and you need to think about, um, can I financially afford to go into business? Um, you know, what are my strengths? What are my skill sets that I'm bringing to the table? Um, uh, what are my weaknesses? Cause unfortunately, right. We can't all be great at everything. Yeah, um, yeah. where do I want to operate the business? What kind of role do I want to play in this business? Because Um, unlike you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you were looking at a franchise, you had to be okay cutting the cord from corporate and jumping all in, right? Um, that's not the case anymore today. I work with a tremendous amount of investors that are not going to be involved day to day of these franchise businesses. Um, and so really taking a self inventory. And I also think, you know, um, I tell everyone, look, if your household is like mine, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is going to be a joint decision, regardless if your spouse is going to be involved in the operation or not, you right. know, they will be financially. And that's, you know, that's just how franchising works. So you would potentially be signing a franchise agreement and your spouse will be signing that agreement right along with you because God forbid, if anything happened to you, and you got hit by a bus tomorrow, the, the spouse is gonna be now responsible for that business, right? right? Um, so that's just how franchising works. So I tell everyone, like, don't do this to your spouse, do this with your spouse, right? And your spouse right. needs to be involved in every step of this. Um, and and plus, I mean, it, you know, at some point it might, if they're not, it could be really awkward, right? Right. Like so. Right. They're going to be like who is this carry ann that you're talking to that wants to spend all of our money
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> yeah right. so it's just better to have everybody involved um so um you know do a self-discovery and and brainstorm what are your top must-haves of your business opportunity may i tell everyone come to this journey completely selfish we don't want you to settle or compromise on a single thing because you don't need to um and so if you want a business that has zero staff that's going to be really important for me to know if we decide to work together if you don't have a preference on size of staff because you have leadership in your dna and you've managed large groups and you've managed small groups and you really um gain personal satisfaction by helping other people be successful, that's also gonna be important for me to know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so take, you know, time to just brainstorm um, and say, what are my 10?